internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I'm the sheriff in this here parts, Neil, and I'm joined, as always, at least as far as uh, episodes we've recorded so far are concerned, by... Michael. Deputy Ben. And... Wookie. And today, <laughs> we are going to do something that I've actually wanted us to do since before the podcast was really a thing, which is we're going to talk about something that just happened. Gasp. Uh, Two yes. weeks ago. <laughs> no, no, actually, actually, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of rearranging our broadcast order and having this go out the same week we recorded, as opposed to being weird. Um, yes, uh, no, we all just went and saw the Magnificent Seven, and we are going to give you our take. The barrel is hot. The film. Very much so. Um, so, Would it be fair to say spoiler alert. Not yet. Not yet. So, so, Wookie brings up a valid point, and what we're going to do here is for the first half. Of this episode, or however long it takes, um, we are going to avoid. We are not going to say anything that is a spoiler. Okay. Then I will play you some music, and then we will be in spoiler territory. You can't yeah. stop here. Pull the fuck out of it. Yeah, <laughs> we will. I will pull apart the last scene beat by beat if if we have enough time. I don't think we will. But uh, <laughs> um. All right, you might need to start yeah. a separate segment called Neil's Ramblings. Yeah, I might do. A, I might do a follow up <laughs> ramble. I don't know. Um, so the only thing that I can say that will be that that could potentially be a spoiler, uh, which I will stay, say up front, is uh, something that uh, that I was afraid of going into the movie that I want to allay anyone's fears of, and that is if you've seen the original or the original original. They don't change the ending. I was really afraid, given the, the, given how Hollywood is today, that they were going to change how the how this story ends. That is all I'm going to say until we get to the spoiler territory. <clears throat> People who have seen it know what I'm talking about, or at least might know what I'm talking about if they are the kind of people that would care about that. Also, because I skipped that se- th- th- this segment uh, in honor of... Us talking about a Western, I am drinking whiskey tonight. Jameson Irish whiskey specifically, but um, it's all I had in the house. <laughs> so we're going to start tonight by... Um, <clears throat> we're going to start tonight by giving our initial thoughts um, on an arbitrary out of 10 scale. Because arbitrary out of, out of 10. And I will say I would give this film uh, a 7 to maybe a 7.5. Um, with the proviso that understand that most movies I see and most movies that I enjoy even are fives. Um, like Civil War was maybe a six. I have a ridiculously high standard for films. Um, you can tell I, because he calls them films. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for the cinema. Um, <laughs> I, I do have very my standards are very high. To get above a seven um, or is a trick for me, and I can only think of like maybe one or two movies that I would be willing to rank with a ten. And don't get me wrong, I would prefer someone to have standards that I consider too high than too low, because mm-hmm. someone who just is easily entertained that's a very boring conversation to have. I yeah. I enjoy getting into the meat of things, yeah. and comparative. Film, literature, and whatever yeah. else. A, a seven, you know. uh, 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 to, to, to further explain what I mean by a seven, I am considering paying to go see this movie again. Full price. 
I'm not gonna mind. <laughs> yeah, save the drama for your mama. Um, I normally I won't go see a movie a second time unless it's like, yeah, okay, fine, with friends, or it's second run. I would honestly be willing to go and see, pay full price to see this movie at full price. I just said full price three times in in very short order. By myself. Again. You're drunk already. <laughs> I had one sip. That's some tough whiskey. Uh, this whiskey's good. It's no. good stuff. Some rye, of course you do. Yeah, I'd say I'd say seven, maybe even seven and a half out of ten. Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much concur. I didn't know we were, you know, it was like a curveball with the halves there. I, was, I thought we were going to solid numbers, so <laughs> assuming that's the case, seven. Uh, if I have to get into decimal territory, I'm not quite sure. Uh, 7.3, maybe? 7. 7.26389. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, it was, uh, it was a fun, um, it was, it was a fun movie, and uh, I guess I, I have a, I don't know if it's unique, because I haven't actually asked the rest of the crew here, but... Uh, I know Neil has seen the previous films. I actually have not seen the original Magnificent Seven or the Seven Samurai movie that it was based off of. So oh. I, have, I have that fresh, goodness, you know, perspective where mm. I don't have anything to compare it against. Mm. Yeah. So I offer kind of a different perspective, I suppose, which yeah. is valuable. That is act, that is very valuable. I was not aware of that. Yeah, Ben. So um, I'm gonna have to give it a, you know, I'm gonna have to give it a, a high seven, maybe, a, uh, maybe bordering on an eight. Now my my standard is how entertained was I, um, and how many times did I go yeah? Um, <laughs> you know how many times did, that I was was something the total yeah factor is important for you. So well, it's yeah, a scale of one to Mad Max. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, Fury Road. Yeah, thinking about it, Fury Road is probably one of those movies that I would give maybe a nine or a ten. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Nearly was, perfect for what it was. Exactly even, for what it was. Even people who didn't see the previous ones loved it. Well, yeah. And the thing is, is I, I look at it, how entertained was I by this? How t- you know? How did it move me? How did it make me? You yeah, know? I don't go to westerns let's, expecting let's not, Shakespeare. Yeah, let's not, well, let's not get too far off the. Although there was actually a Shakespearean line. Yeah. Uh, we have heard the chimes at midnight, which I can't rem- thank thank the internet. I I can find out what it's from. I can't but, remember exactly which. Part. Oh, the funny but thing is, I mean, you can. I want to say it's one of the Henry ad. Well, given given you know given how you're talking about what your standards are, yeah, yeah. Uh, early on, um, so you know I would have given uh, and I would have given Civil War a strong eight, but I would have given Winter Soldier a nine or a ten because I was more entertained by it. Winter Soldier was, I think, better than Civil War too. Um, and so you know it entertained me. Uh, yeah, it's Henry it, the Fourth Part me. Two. Uh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, it entertained me. It you know it was moving. It had moments that were that were you know the um, and it it had some stellar uh, performances by by actors. One of whom I knew going in who it was, and I still was going. At the end, I was yeah. Like, oh wait, yeah. that was that was Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, Vincent yes. freaking D'Onofrio. Uh, pro- props to the to the makeup and costume team. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because uh, I didn't realize it was now. I didn't know who Vincent D'Onofrio is, but after. When we did a little compact right at the, after the movie, it was like, yeah, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio, you know, the guy who played Kingpin like, in, in <laughs> Daredevil. I was like, it, uh, wait a second, that was him? Such a weird Edgar <laughs> in, uh, in, in uh, First Men in Black. It's like, yeah. uh, it's like Kingpin <coughs> combined with, um, like, Grizzly Adams, the way he was yeah. made up. It was crazy. <coughs> and Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And Wookie, out of 10. <coughs> okay, before I give my number, I want to say... I am not generally a fan of westerns. 
there are very few. I've seen <coughs> a lot, especially growing up. Uh, my dad watched a lot of them. Yeah. And so it was on, so I watched them too. Didn't like most of the ones I watched. There's a handful of ones that, like, quick of the dead. If it's on, I'll watch it. Uh, Tombstone. I'll watch it anytime I have a chance. So bearing that in mind, for me to like a Western is... Basically, I have high standards when it comes to westerns. Most movies, I have mm-hmm. a different standard. Right. Quit, quit so building up me, the drama. Come on. <laughs> Cut the foreplay. For me, it was six and a half to seven. All right. So we actually see pretty good. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much on the same. In rough agreement, despite the fact that we all have massively different uh, measuring scales. Yeah, yes. I right. did see Seven Samurai, but I never saw any of the previous films mm-hmm. in Seven. Now I will say, um, yeah, see, and I, and I saw Magnificent Seven. <laughs> I wasn't even going to make fun of you for being old this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of yeah. kind of hobbled my way right into that. I, I was going to say, did <laughs> um, you win Seven Samurai? <laughs> there is, there is, in my opinion, nothing that can beat Seven Samurai. At least in retellings of this story. Um, I keep seeing people discuss how influential it is in filmmaking in general. So I want to see it, yeah. if nothing else, to see that and, and have that context for the discussions. You know? Seven Samurai is uh, is a masterpiece in almost every... And, and it's also evident just how important it is because I will point out that the people who get... The, that the top three writing credits for this version of The Magnificent Seven are, at least according to IMDb, Akira Kurosawa... Yeah. Shinobu uh, Hashimoto and he and Hideo Oguni, bunch of Japanese guys right in the west. Is it bad that Kurosawa? I first heard that in the Bare Naked Ladies song. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> not eighth grade. Uh, yeah, so maybe that could be another uh, future episode. We all watch Seven Samurai together and do an episode on it. Uh, I'd want to watch Yojimbo though, <laughs> because as much as Seven Samurai is amazing, I think Yojimbo's better. Well, you know that that uh, or both. <laughs> Yeah, I have never had a chance to see Seven, Seven Samurai. Oh, it's chance. fantastic. It was years ago for me. Yeah. Well, now it's now oh, it's happening at some yeah. point. Yeah. It'll happen at some point. <laughs> yeah. Look forward to it in the future. Yay. Stay but tuned to our Facebook page to see to see what episodes we have come up coming planned up if I ever decide to put up a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> of course we are open to your you know suggestions. Yes. Um leave them in the comments. Yes, we or have comments on comments. our website and on the Facebook page. At, at uh, facebook.com slash geekfanthology. I know we're shamelessly self-promoting, but no one talks to us! <laughs> That's because we're geeks. <laughs> being, um, being a geek's getting cool now, though. Yeah. I know. Age of the geek, baby. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, non-spo- uh, non-spoiler things. Yes. Was, um, I, gotta, I gotta go with, uh, you know, uh, lead off of a comment that Neil made. Mm-hmm. The, the props and the, the, the verisimilitude... You it is knew. amazing. Oh, God, oh, yes. yeah. In a word, immersive. Yeah. It's just it, really good. It looked literally believable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like you were looking at a history book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you see the people there. Because it wasn't this all, you know, howdy, you know, someone saying howdy to you in, you know, a in a prim and proper western shirt and yeah. blue jeans and, you know, and, and cowboy boots. I feel like it had a bit of that Deadwood grind to it. I like yeah, how everyone, I, I do like how, like, everyone 
everyone in the, in the movie had like one suit, suit of clothes that they wore for the entire movie, right. and it got progressively dirtier as days because went by. Because that's how it worked back then. <laughs> yeah. Especially if, yeah. you're, like, if you're training and stuff, well, and, you, know, you don't I, have time would, to do a bunch yeah. of laundry. I would point out, actually, this is something, this was a little, <laughs> this is a little thing that I did want to draw attention to. Yeah. Emma Cullen, uh, played by Haley Bennett, she started out wearing an almost white shirt. It was brown. It, it was it was mostly brown, just from dirt getting kicked up by the end of the movie. Well, actually, she w- she was one of the few people who actually had a costume change. Yeah, because she put on pants. She put on pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she listens. Yeah, um, <laughs> she wears the pants in that town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, yeah. Like I said, Vincent Ophir's performance uh, as John. Hart. All the performances really. Oh, yeah. They're all really yeah. solid. But yeah, um, more Jack I think I want I want us to find something that we can actually complain about. Actually, at some point. that was the difficult part had, of this for me. I had one. All right, uh, go for it. Please complain about something. I feel <laughs> like the only thing we ever do is sing the praises of things we like. Uh, it was mostly just at the beginning when they introduced uh, Jack Horn. His voice it sounded too forced. Like he had to really work to be able to do that high yeah. voice. Yeah. Well, if you'll notice, also the voice came down or later. And something I think was intentional about it, also, um, in the scene when he, when she, where, where he was introduced, and this isn't spoiler territory, um, he had blood covering the left side of his face, including his ear. I don't think he could hear properly. Possibly. Right. Um, I, well, I, I, that, was, that was why I thought he, his voice right. was the way it was. Right. Now, there was, there was one thing that was telegraphed as soon as, as, soon as we saw the second character. And that was the that was the minority fight, uh, <laughs> like the like the uh, like the no, he was a th- he was the fourth character we saw. Well, no, the th- he was the second Indian we saw. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Um, so yes, there was there were and actually props to the casting team again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two roles that are uh, stated American. to be Native American. Right. Both of the people cast in that movie are Native American. Um, that was Jonathan Joss as <coughs> Nolly, and yeah, I've got the thing, and Martin um, Sensmeyer as Red Harvest. Yeah, um, I feel it's important to point it out when it's done right. Yeah, because Lord knows they get it with both barrels from the internet when they don't do it right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so then, let's have some positive reinforcement yes. as well. Yeah, they I'm have just... two Native American ca- characters who were both played by native by, by people of native descent. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean. Yeah, Jonathan Joss is mixed, but then who, at this point, who yeah. really isn't at this point? Yeah, there are very, very, very few. <laughs> yeah, and Jonathan Joss is even uh, Comanche and Apache, so it's the right area. Um, and those so, are, if I'm not mistaken, those are generally the most ass kicking of the tribes, right? Uh, well, they well were, and they were they were specific oh, to that area. Yeah, no, it's mostly well, it's about like, location. Red Harvest was stated to have been Comanche. The person playing him was. Uh, was Alaska native and not uh, yeah. and not Comanche. Um, so here's one you into it. Uh, we got to attack no, like, that. If right. I was reading his uh, IMDb and Wikipedia pages correctly just before we started recording, um, <laughs> not so much Inuit because that's like northern Alaska. Yeah. Um, he was more southern Alaska Native American. Um, I, don't know. Yeah. I could be completely wrong about that because keep in mind I'm record- recalling things that I think I read. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, we we saw the minority fight coming. Um, yeah, you know, kind of like the cat fight. The minute know. we had a good Native American and a bad Native American, they had to get into a fight. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and 
And, uh, that's not a spoiler. I mean, that was, that was, like, that's not a spoiler. That's a foregone conclusion. It's like, have you seen a few movies? Do you have a few brain cells? Right? <laughs> right, exactly. You know it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, now, and to a certain extent, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. It's just like any movie that has the one token Asian, too. There's always going to be the scene where the Asian shows why they're part of it. Right. Like, yeah. Why is this guy here? And then he does something that no one else can do. Then he does Kung Fu because all Asians know Kung Fu. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah. Um, I mean, as, as far as what to complain about with it, I mean, there, as, as a good Western goes, I can't really I didn't find much. much. Yeah, no, I just um, mean at some point I want to do an episode where we actually complain about something because we never seem to Well, we were pretty hard on some of the DC stuff, like Super Orphan. Some of it. Yeah. yeah we the only not. other things I can really think of uh, is, like, maybe one scene where the cinematography bothered me, just the way they recorded it, where you have a bunch of horses running and... The camera's panning one way, and then it shakes and starts to go back, like they weren't controlling it very well on the vehicle that was following. Yeah, <laughs> right. Could be. Uh, but I was, it that wasn't enough to just minor quibbles. Really that didn't me. jar me. Um, yeah. yeah, and like, props to the casting director. They put together an all-star cast right. full of all sorts of names, like Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke, and Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. Yes, they, those four get the top billing, but damn, that's a list. Right. I gotta well, say, they, they do a good job of doing yeah, the ensemble. Was, uh, then there was uh, the guy who played uh, the villain. Yeah. Um, Peter Sarsgaard. Peter Sarsgaard. Uh, yes. Yeah, Peter Sarsgaard. The names that they had for, like, the actual names of the people that they had for this was just He was, he was a much better villain crazy. in this than he was in Green Lantern. <laughs> oh, he was Sinestro? <laughs> no, he was Hammond. Oh. The dude that got the bigger brain because of the... The, the guy who turned into Parallax. It's gotcha. a pretty low bar, but... He well, didn't become Parallax. He just had... A he got possessed parallax by Parallax. Into, Sorry. Yeah. It's not worth remembering these things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Just, uh, yeah. I, I had forgotten about that movie's even, like, existence I've, until now. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Wookiee. Just keep There's something we could be negative about. Keep drinking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, of course, led to a great Deadpool one. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, that's Still true. make the costume green. Or, or animated. animated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the, I think that was a thing I was pleased about as far as, uh, not, not so much casting, I guess, but like pacing and direction and writing is that they, they managed to all, let all of the ensemble kind of shine. Yeah. And I was worried that they were going to have like Chris Pratt just be like, hey guys, I'm zany, and kind of like take up too much screen time, or have Denzel just be like, hey look, I'm a badass, and take up too much screen time. Yeah. They yeah. spread it around. I was expecting Star Lord in the Wild West. That yeah. was something I liked. Chris Pratt wasn't actually all that zany. No, he was kind of dark. And you got the you got the you got the impression that he was making all these jokes because he has this like void, you know, like he, well, he has a dark he has yeah, a dark no, side. I'm pretty sure that my 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 headcanon for the backstory of that character was that. He had actually a very similar backstory to uh, Denz Denzel's character, Chisholm, except instead of uh, burying himself in work, he buried himself in drinking carts. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he played it he played a good character who didn't, you know, take everything seriously, but you know, because he was covering up something else. Yeah. Yeah. And there was there was one thing in there there was some, there were there were hidden depths to Chris right. Pratt's, Pratt's character that none of us will know unless we interview Chris Pratt. Right. Yeah. But there was one thing in Podcast there. goals. <laughs> Chris, we know you're listening. <laughs> um, but uh, there was have one your thing agent call. Yeah, have your agent call us. Uh, there was one thing in there that I... It was almost like we were set up for a... Set up for a... Um, you know, for it to be... Um, 
foreshadowing, and then they never, they never, um, and we'll, I'll, we'll cover that in the, in the spoilers. Yeah, in the spoilers. So the, the, you know, there was one thing yeah. that they set up, but they never, they never really um, did, you know. Uh, the, 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 the two people and the things? No. no. <laughs> Something else lesson. Um, oh right, the lesson. Yeah, I thought they were going to set something up with that too. Yeah, I also. See, yeah, <laughs> I, I, and when we get to the spoiler section, I'll, I'll talk well, what I was thinking about because I was surprised by some of the choices they made at the end of the movie. Even though they did stay true to the end, there were some choices I was very, very surprised by. Right. Um, Denzel, I, I well actually, but before I even say Denzel, uh, Denzel did great. But something that I really liked about the direction of the movie in general was that everyone reacted to the fact that Denzel Washington was black and this was 1879. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, no one ever quite said, uh, no, no, one, no one ever quite said, uh, you know, a racial epithet or slur, but you could, but you could tell from the reaction that some people were thinking it. Right. Yeah.
It's great. And what I love about that is that as he introduces himself several times throughout the movie, it's always the same. You realize this is a practice spiel yeah, right. that he has. Right. Um, name's John Chisholm. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a sworn warrant officer in the state in, in the state of wherever Kansas. Yeah. And uh, yeah. he's a sworn peace officer in Arkansas. Yeah. And, and he just, yeah. just has it down pat. Yeah. This is and how seven other territories. Seven, yeah. seven other states. Yeah. yeah and and they actually and actually uh, not. Pratt, um, but um, Hawk's character, uh, Robichaux, actually lampshades it too. Lampshades it, yeah. You said, said, John Chisholm, sworn warrant officer in (laughs) Wichita, Kansas. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Because, you know, well, and the thing is, you you get from the minute they're on the screen together that they know each other and they're good friends. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and there's, you know. It's interesting when we get into spoiler territory, but. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it was, yeah. the chemistry between Ethan Hawke and Denzel Washington was oh, yeah. amazing. Um, you, you had no problem believing that they that they met each other before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chemistry between Chris Pratt and Manuel, uh, the guy who played... Uh, yeah. Um, the Texican. Manuel the Texan. Garcia Rufo. <laughs> Right. The man who played Vasquez. Yes. yes. Um, between, I've uh, got the cast listed yeah. in front of me. <laughs> between Faraday and Vasquez. Uh, it was, uh, yeah. was was really good. Um, even as, as they, they start they, out hating each other. And... Well, the thing is, 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 is that's what they see is, is like, you, they start off face to face, you know, clashing. But the minute a gunfight, the first gunfight they end up in, they're the two that end up back to back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's know? a good point. That's, yeah. that's that's a little spoilery. I don't know, but, uh, but well, yeah, and... it, doesn't, it doesn't say much about the gunfight in the states. Yeah. Uh, you know, first gunfight they get into though is, and, and then after that, it's a buddy western. People are going to get back to back. Well, yeah. yeah. The thing is, is after that, they're still clashing face yeah. to face. <laughs> but they're good buddies at that point. Dynamics. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think I, I think we've, we can uh, segue. I, I think yeah. at this point we should segue so we can. Not have to guard because I feel like we're we're already kind of getting spilling there. over. Yeah. yeah. So uh, sorry to anyone who who uh, who feels like we spoiled anything before with the spoiler tags. Too long didn't listen. See yeah. the movie maybe twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, here is now a little bit of a, a little bit of interesting music, and then we will uh, proceed with spoiler territory. Magnificent Seven review and commentary. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert ahead. Um, if you have not seen the movie at this point, um, welcome to spoiler territory. Yeah, if, you, if you haven't seen the movie um, and you care about having things uh, messed up for you, Too bad. stop listening now. And picturing the Rogue One classic where it's like. That last, really annoying sound. Last yeah. chance. <laughs> Spoiler sound. Okay, so has, yes. ha, has all, have all the children left the room now? Well, people who who haven't watched the movie the turned off yeah. the audio. Okay, so um, 
starting with the original Magnificent Seven, this was almost this was a beat for beat remake, which I was super happy about. Going into what I talked about at the beginning of the episode, they didn't change the fact that four out of the seven characters died. Dun, dun, dun. Which um, you hadn't seen either of them before. I were you expecting people I, to die? I could piece together that at least a couple people were gonna die yeah, based I on what I'd least, seen and heard. Yeah, yeah. I knew that at least. I just didn't, but I, I there was enough that I didn't know. I was, was actually. Exciting. I'll tell you this: the people I expected to actually survive that mess mm-hmm. were Denzel's character, <clears throat> Chris Pratt's character, and Ethan Hawke's character. Because they're the bigger names. Because, well, no, Ethan. Um, so Denzel has to survive. Because he is the leader of the band. The leader of the band always lives. In every iteration, the leader lives. 13th Warrior. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen 13th Warrior. So. <laughs> that, 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 that's the exception to your rule. Okay. Um, <laughs> in Seven Samurai and, and 1960's Magnificent Seven, Seven um, the other two people that live are the old war buddy. No, I'm sorry, not the old war buddy. The old war buddy dies now. What am I thinking? No, well, there are two different old war buddies in, in Seven Samurai. That's the problem. He's one of the old war buddies and the kid who falls in love with the love interest. I was seeing Chris Pratt's character yeah. ha- having... As the uh, kid. Yeah, as the kid who was going to fall in love with Emma Cullen, the widow character who ended up being super badass. Right. Especially and, after he suggests that she puts on pants, right? Yeah, no, I, I was... I was seeing... A, admittedly, I thought it was a little forced, and I'm glad they didn't actually end up forcing it. Yeah. Relationship ha- uh, <coughs> springing up between them. So that yeah. Chris was going to be the kid, and he was going to survive and hang up his gun belt and stay in the town. I, by the way, and I Ethan Hawke, I, I yeah. thought, was going to live because he was convinced he was going to die. I don't and that was the that. reason I knew he was going to die. Fair enough. I don't <laughs> want to echo what you said there, Neil, is that I was also really happy that... There's kind of that moment because he is a bit of a womanizer, like Bon Vivant type, uh-huh. but she also is a eye on the prize. I'm not going to just yeah. throw myself to some douche. Yeah, her husband's only been in the ground for a short time. Well, how so long has it been? Did it be well, yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Oh. Like a week and a half. Oh. Two. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It, it, yeah. But, Wait, yeah, hold on. But he things... knew this, right? Yeah. So He's kind it. of an asshole. <laughs> well, he, 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 well, he didn't know how long her husband had dead, been dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, what I liked, what yeah. I liked was about that part was that it yeah. gave her her own agency. Yeah. She was the one, right. one of the few people, as oh, yeah. she said. Well, she was the employer. Boss. She was calling all the shots, literally well, and yeah. figuratively. And I will point out that that's actually also uh, that is also actually straight from the original sources. Mm-hmm. It's always a woman who uh, who has the balls to go out and hire people. Yeah. Um, it's just usually she also. It's just that every other iteration, she's also ended up the love interest as opposed to being a angry widow. Right. Uh, I like. I like that she wasn't. That she didn't wind up being a love interest. Yeah, well, I she was, had her own. Yeah, she had her own arc. Yeah, her I, own I was really happy with that too. I. Yeah. I was afraid they were going to make her a forced love interest with Chris Pratt. It feels so yeah. tacky. It's like, oh, your husband's been in the ground for like a couple weeks. And, oh, hey, there's this new yeah. hot <coughs> shot cowboy. Ooh, right. Look at him. When yeah. they're in the desert, <laughs> when they're in the desert camping, and he calls the other guy over. I thought yeah. he was going to start asking about the girl. Yeah. Instead of what he did do. And right. now we can get into, into uh, yeah, the lessons. Yeah, there's this yeah. part where he, you know, the lesson where he, you know, says it was never about the card. You know, um, because he was always, <coughs> he was a ma- He was a magician. I'm, I liked that they had him, had a, I, they, they swapped up who everyone was. Because mm-hmm. uh, in original Seven Samurai and Magnificent Seven, you had 
the gunfighter, the gunfighter, the gunfighter, the gunfighter, <laughs> the gunfighter, the gunfighter, and the kid. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. This one you had. This one. This one you had. You had the gunfighter, the magician, the magician, or the card shark. Yeah, the sniper, the knife guy. Admittedly, they had a knife guy in, in the original too. It wasn't like, right. Yeah. He was the duelist. Right. So you had right. the gun. Yeah. You know, you had the the all rounder. You had the sharpshooter. You had the uh, the duelist. You had uh, the big guy. Yeah, you had your man though. Yeah. Um, and you had and you had the yeah uh, you had the tracker yeah and they hit all yeah, yeah they hit all those all, all those points really well yeah I but fleshing yeah clothes. fleshing them out yeah. think that bears wearing people clothes yeah <laughs> right great line yeah uh, well, this is Chris Pratt did get all get most of the best yeah lines. he got the lion's share yeah we, him um, although Vincent D'Onofrio had one of the best lines as you know um, about you know being with you serving with you uh, serving others. With people I respect, I couldn't ask for better than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that was just like he added, and that's all of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it was unclear. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> you speak English? <laughs> you little shit. Some. <laughs> Which is funny because that yeah. mirrors the conversation him and Denzel watching. You speak Comanche? Some. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, Pratt's character got most of the lines, but I feel like sometimes uh, some of the, uh, the characters that got just a few lines, they hit that much harder because, yeah, because they were scarce, you valued yeah. them more. Like, Goodnight, you know, when he, he had a couple of brilliant lines in there. Goodnight had some of the best quotes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, Ethan Hawke's character, Goodnight. Uh, oh, is it what he said about, like, uh, oh, my, my grandfather, or your grandfather may have killed my grandfather, <laughs> something to, like, yeah, oh, that's an odd uh, sort of kinship or something like that. I can't remember what it was. I think he said... Oh, we're bonding. Yeah. yeah I, think <laughs> I sense we're bonding. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I sense we're, we're bonding. bonding. <laughs> uh, yeah, because oh. they, called, they called Vasquez the Texican. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're talking about the Texican. Alamo. Yeah. 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 My grandfather yeah. would beg to death. <laughs> right. I also like how... Uh, yeah. I thought it was a nice touch how um, Pratt, uh, Farday is... Pratt's character. Faraday, right? yeah. Faraday, yeah. How Faraday referred to the Civil War as the War of Northern Aggression. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, no, because was, uh, with, that's with how the, they would refer to it. Uh, when he was doing it with the with the uh, the locals and having them carry their guns, <laughs> teaching you know putting the, having them put them on the right shoulder. Right. And it's like any of you fighting the War of Northern Aggression. <laughs> yeah, I was talking up good night. I missed saying that. Saying he was a legend. I missed that line entirely. Yeah. And uh, I liked how Good Night was like in the first gunfight that he was in froze up with PTSD from yes. the Civil War, which I thought was kind of amazing. Right. That's yeah, part right. of why he has Billy with him, is to, yeah. to be the muscle, because he can't really do it anymore. Well, well you see, he, he that line about it. He said he keeps me level, and then it makes a lot more sense yeah. when yeah. you see that yeah, happen. Honest. Well, actually, he said, he, I thought, I thought uh, Billy Rock said, he, he, I keep him honest. Um, and but, he covered for him, too. After he did freeze up, he checks yeah. it. It was jammed. Right. Yeah. yeah it <laughs> was not jammed. Well, well, the thing is, is there, and Spoilers. it's, it's, uh, that's the But then, we're, at some point, we're, we're, we're in spoiler territory. Um, yeah, but he, he has, he has that explanation for it. Um, he has dreams. Yeah, well, where yeah, the, the angel of death followed, is following the, him. The, the owl followed him, yeah, if he, or the owl, the angel of death, and various incarnations of yeah. death. If he ever pulls some psychopomp is following him, and if he ever kills anyone ever again, in, he's he going to die. a trigger in violence, yeah. he's going to die. And it, it, you know, it, see, 
the reason I knew that was going to come true was because he left. Yeah. And he <coughs> had to come, come back. back. You knew he had to come back. Yeah. Because, you know, because I, I, yeah, I, I can, I, you know, there's that yeah. moment of, he has to have had that moment of, I'm alive, but I can't live this way. Yeah. I would rather die than live this way. Well, well and I agree with you there. Yeah. When he came back, he was doomed. Yeah. I was actually really hoping well, see, I knew, that I, he I, wasn't going to come back. I know. I knew he. I knew he back. was gonna come back because that's kind of following the the correct right. thread. Yeah. But I was actually hoping that we would in fact have a fake out and have Emma Cullen be the seventh of the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Which, I was kind of wondering about that myself. Which would leave it open for him to want to redeem himself if they did a sequel. Right. He could join the next. If they time. ever do a sequel, um, they, they need to be shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, no, there are movies that do not, that, that not only do not need sequels. Yeah, should not if have. they they should not have sequels. Right, right. They do sequels of the like original? the Boondock Saints. I actually really enjoyed that sequel. We'll have to respectfully disagree on that. <laughs> or disrespect. Now I will agree with you that it was completely unnecessary. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Cool. Yeah. They're, they're still talking seventh. about a third too. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, well Seven Samurai. No, they, did. they didn't make a third yeah. yet. But Seven Samurai, uh, Magnificent Seven. That story is complete in and of itself. Yes, so. yes, yes. Yeah. We're it all is in a complete. And and they always say that you know the mark of a really good story is that it it's that you leave wanting more. I that that is true to some extent, but I honestly feel that um, sometimes it's good to leave being like that story is, is done. Yeah, I think that's a misnomer, really, right. because well, there, sometimes there's... it's good to just have a self-contained thing and have that be it, and just be yeah. really satisfied with how it ended up. Absolutely, right. Well, but you know, I still the thing is, is that you can leave them wanting more and complete a story. You know, that's how you do a good cliff. Like, like for example, <laughs> the end of Psycho. Do you just go, man? I really want to. I want to see more. I want to. Delvin, yeah. that's how I have a whole TV series about this. No, that's stupid. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I don't but, know. But I have a lot of things about Bates Motel. But, uh, well, that's a prequel, so I guess it's a little different. But anyway, right. you, you get my meaning. But yeah, the, the, the thing is that um, with this one, yeah, I mean, that story was done. It was done well. Yeah. Um, I feel like anything, like trying to make a sequel mm-hmm. out of, let's be honest here, making trying to make a sequel out of Seven Samurai because that is what anyone can... You can remake it all you like. The minute you try to make a sequel, you are being disrespectful to the source material. Because yeah. it was... I know that apparently you two have never seen it, but right. it was nigh on perfect. Yeah. On, well, in in films that I will give 10 out of 10 to, it's that, mm-hmm. Good Night and Good Luck, and Citizen Kane. Right. Um, that is it. We'll see, and the, the thing is, is that <laughs> You can't make a sequel to that. The only thing that I could ever see doing is they were pulling away, you know, from that. I was looking at that and going, I want to see what the, what else happens with this town. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting, but... But it wouldn't be a sequel to, to Magnificent Seven. Or a spinoff. It would be, it'd be a continuation of a different story. Did they do sequels before the original, or were those <laughs> I just remakes? Because I saw titles that were called, like, The Return of the, Ma- of the Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, did. Did, they did sequels. I don't know if they were that. sequels, or if they just did remakes and just called it The Return. Yeah, I don't know. No. Well, remember, Super... Uh, uh, like I said, I never watched any of the reasons. James Bond. Uh, <laughs> those were those were serial stories, though. Main character. Um, Let's take a look. The internet is my friend. Mm-hmm. So Bond feels distracted. Yes. Uh, <laughs> quickly um, make off of the microphone. Something. Uh, some this reminded me of. They did make sequels of the Magnificent Seven. Something this reminded me. Return of the Seven, Guns of the Magnificent Seven, and the Magnificent Seven Right Again, which is weird because 
they didn't change the ending of the Magnificent Seven. Four out of uh, four out of seven died. Right, and of course, the Magnificent the funny Three. Thing about this one, the funny thing about this one is that it was it was, it was all the minorities. minorities. <laughs> yeah, it was the it was Denzel Washington. Yep. Uh, it was yeah, it was uh, uh, it was the black guy, the Mexican, and the Indian. Yeah, let's not let, let's artist. not uh, yeah 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 let's not, yeah, not cut corners about that. <laughs> yeah. no, Trying to try do the names, it was yeah. Uh, uh, Chisholm, 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 uh, Chisholm, Red Harvest, Harvest and Vasquez. Right. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, the only, also the the three that only had one. Well, I guess Red Harvest had two names. Never mind. I'm drunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go home, Neil. Um, you're drunk. Oh wait, I'm already here. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, damn. dude. Um, how's that for deep and existential? Um, yeah. I, the thing is, is Emma Cullen kind of at the end did become one of the samurai. Oh yeah, because you know, she was the one who was, you know, in the fight all the way through. Well, she's uh, she saved Chisholm's life. Saved yeah. Chisholm's life. Yeah, um, I, I thought know. that was a nice touch. Not just the fact that Chisholm got to actually live, but the fact that she got her revenge proper right up front. Yeah, boom. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I was really expect. I was actually kind of interested. It's like. Holy crap! Are they going to kill five instead of four? Yeah, I, I, I was—I actually thought he was reaching for a knife, and he was going to stab him, and he was going to die. That's right. what I thought was going to. Well, happen. see, I thought—I thought he was going to get the gunshot. I thought they're both going to die together, like interlocked. Right. See, I yeah. thought Chisholm was knew he was about to be shot and didn't care. And that because it, that was a loud click. He pulled the hammer back. How can he not hear that right there? Yeah, but that's when he already has it pointed at him. It's not like he can dodge that. Well, I know, like, but he didn't fire right away. Dodge this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Funny thing is, in the Matrix, with the amount of time the person said, uh, the Trinity said, "Dodge this," the agent really should have been able to dodge. Yeah. Well, that and that they went from they they changed positions. Yeah. <laughs> um, Suspension of disbelief. Right, but it was it's uh, a computer program, obviously. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the. Uh, but with that, she became, yeah, she, she, <laughs> be, she became one of the samurai. And I think mm-hmm. that was the hardest part, staying behind, rebuilding. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, I thought it was also interested, interesting that we didn't have one of the seven other than uh, the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so stay behind. Stay behind. Because normally it's... Normally, um, Tashiro rides off into the sunset with his buddy... The kid and the girl stay behind to rebuild. Right. Um, so it was interesting that all three rode off. I feel like in a way they might be thinking like, as much as we save this town, like we have all this like violent and weird baggage, and maybe we don't belong yeah. here, and we owe it to the town to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Vasquez was a wanted man too. Yeah, and yet he rode off. Yeah, the bounty. he weren't But <laughs> remember, Denzel Washington said yeah. one of those men will not be. Yeah, he said, <laughs> and that was actually when Vasquez was doomed to live. Um, uh, right when, when when he said at the end of the day at the end when we when, uh, at the end if we live there will be a lot of men coming after you what's the upside one of those men will not be me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be that that guy who was I can never remember his name but the guy who was riding with uh, the girl I got oh uh, yeah the kid the, that uh, guy Tommy um, oh Teddy yeah Teddy. Teddy it Q. could have been that they were setting him up to take the place of the kid. Yeah, kind, a little bit, and he and and he, he stepped up. Yeah, yeah. although right. it was it's always been the girl and the guy from the from the village, and the guy becomes like the best recruit of the seven. Right. Um, I'm not complaining about any of this. I'm just sort of picking apart, picking things apart Where because different spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah. because we're in spoilers, and I can do that. That fight was. Excellent, and 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 I'll say this actually, 
as much as I love the Magnificent Seven 1960s with Yul Brenner and the like, I would actually give this one very slightly more praise mm-hmm. for one basic reason. They could make the fights better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They still used a lot of practical because... Western? Know, Western. Yeah, Western. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to over-CGI that shit. Yeah, right. but you could have the you could have more explosions with dynamite, which I think was a fantastic <laughs> touch. Right. And you could and the guns were louder and smoked more. Right. Uh, there was all sorts of like gun smoke just billowing off of freaking everything, which was which ex- they couldn't ex- do in the sixties. Oh, right. I would also like to point out real quick. I think they did a good job of hitting like a lot of the Western tropes about people flying out of windows and falling off buildings without being cheesy, which is very difficult to do. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, there was one effect that I was really happy to see that they did, uh, because if you know, if you're looking for it, you you know, you, if, if there was one, um, it was when the the bad guys were riding through the camp, mm-hmm. and they were pulling all the ropes up, and there was one where you have this tent. Mm-hmm. And the guy, it looks like the guy gets thrown off the back of a horse. But I was going, the first thing that made, first thing that comes to my mind is that tent's too goddamn low. And when it, when they throw him through the horse, I didn't see back legs. You know, it was basically, they had him on a catapult. Yeah. They did not use a horse for that effect. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I was kind of happy to see. Because horses, horses get, in, in westerns, horses get, you know. I their felt, own stunts. <laughs> I felt bad for the horse that went through a, a, a plank wall. Mm-hmm. Well, that that moment, I, I'm not like I'm not very sappy and touchy feely generally when it comes to animals. Uh, although I, you know, I like dogs and cats and all that good stuff, but um, I, I, just, I just typically don't have that visceral reaction. But whenever that scene where um, uh, Chisholm was had to was forced into using the horse's cover, I was like, oh, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, like, that poor yeah. horse. Oh God. Like, that just kind of made me wince a little bit. I was like, oh, really man. well I don't know horses, horses, before. Yeah. After the All the horses, especially Chisholm's horse, superbly well-trained. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I like that Chisholm sent his horse out of the way before the gun horse. It was just a command, like, get out of here. Yeah, go okay. on. <laughs> yeah. I think this is the first movie that I can remember <laughs> seeing somebody actually use the horse as a weapon. When the guy got on the ground and Denzel stomped Stomping, in. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was awesome. And, yeah, because you see the guy curled up. And you know, and I was stomp, stomp, stomp. clearly yeah. he hit with this charge attack, so he got to yeah. use the stomp as a bonus action. <laughs> right. I thought the same thing. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, and here I was thinking, Call of Cthulhu, the, the horse made horse made its trample percentile, got to go three d six damage. Which, in Call of Cthulhu, I point out you you typically have like ten, maybe twelve hit points, so three d six is a death sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, uh, I have people die of, quickly in a Cthulhu game. No. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. Um, okay, so um, yeah, but the, the the effects were were done well done. I like that they had a lot of gunpowder, you know, because back then they did not have smokeless powder. Yeah, and people reacted to it. Another when another were, thing too about the, the period of history was it, was it was in the Reconstruction era where you had this mixture, and that was actually brought up in some of the dialogue. It's like, oh, you have a you have a cult, the, like, yeah, a peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, you've got like an army style thing. Oh, they're, and they're like. They're, they're kind of comparing notes, and everyone is a hodgepodge of, like, yeah, you know, like, surplus and random, like, handcrafted stuff, and just whatever is handy. Like, right. it's interesting to kind of see that dynamic, you know. Best line, oh, they brought, they brought pitchforks. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we good. may stand a chance. <laughs> we might stand a chance. 
Just throw another little. Or, or, or my favorite line was actually, "Make sure to polish your rifles, guys. Maybe the glint, the glint will scare them off." Yeah. That's another one of those little like table. Statistically, they should have hit something. That's another one of those uh, those tabletop type things that I noticed where it's like it seemed like people were looting the corpse a lot. It's like, oh, this is a better gun. I just killed <laughs> yeah. this guy, so I take his weapon now, right? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that you, you, it, it's eminently practical, right? Um, yeah, especially, one... yeah, especially when when those guns take so long to reload. Oh yeah, yeah. If well, you can just pick up another gun that's got a couple yeah. three bullets left in it, they were doing that left, right, and sideways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was battle. You know, it was uh, it was just like a video was, game or tabletop. Yeah, yeah it's like. I'll grab his gun. Well, and it's funny, such a such a relatively short period uh, of time makes so much difference in the technology and approach for how the gun battles went out. Because in the Civil War proper, you had these guns, you could, like, if you're a decent, averagely trained soldier, you could fire, like, three times in a minute. Uh, or, like, four times. Civil War, no, they still, they had, yeah, they were, they had revolvers and, and repeat Well, the side well, they, they had, they had, and uh, repeating rifles. Uh, they had, but those were a lot less common, weren't they? Yeah. And cartridges were, because uh, you had, the, that was just the beginning of the percussion cap era. Yeah. Right. Um, you could, um, but they had. actually the repeating rifle, the lever action was a, was a grand thing, freaking new thing. Right. So yeah. that's my point is, just the, 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 yeah. the, the giant gulf between during when the war is starting up or, you know, in the middle of it, you have the percussion cap stuff. Like I said, it takes, you know, you have a few in a minute versus right. these lever action Winchesters and stuff. And it's just right. like. So night and day, and of and course, then, you know, and then, a Gatling gun. Yeah, freaking was, was the yeah was the sudden equalizer, and I'm sitting here going, dude, do you realize that you just violated one of the prime rules of the warlord, the evil overlord list, which is not caring if your minions are in the way. No, if you have an unstoppable super weapon, use oh, it, use it immediately. Yes, <laughs> use it early and use it often. Yeah, I was wondering. I was wondering that myself. I'm like, why did you not just use that to begin with? Yeah, why did you not your lead lead with to mop this? up? Yeah, it's like yeah. that line from Iron Man. Is, uh, they yeah. say they say that the best yeah. weapon is one you never have to use. I disagree. Yeah. I respectfully disagree. The best one is you only have to use once. Yeah. And here I was thinking the one from Iron Man Two where he. Does this the big laser sweep thing and kills all and kills like twelve drones at once? Yeah, that's how like, you like that. that's you like that? And Rhodey's like, yeah, I think maybe you should lead with that one next time. It's <laughs> <laughs> like it's always one time use. <laughs> it's yeah. one off. But. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing is he, he violated the, you know the the hundred and second uh, evil over. If I had to get, if I had to venture a guess, I would say it's a combination of one the whole underestimating thing and two you know um, the fact that. The idea was he was going to then come in and own and use that land. He didn't want to screw up his investment. He didn't want to just yeah. like destroy. He didn't want to kill everything. his miners. Right. That too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. And then when he realized, oh shit, this isn't going so well. Screw and it. We'll we'll just let the chips fall where they. Yeah. Can. This one's yeah. a scratch. Starting yeah. over, everybody. Yeah. But Huge and just sketch. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the uh, I love the uh, part at the mine. Yeah. Where they were using the the dynamite blasts to mask. The rifle fire. Yeah, that was a nice touch. <laughs> you know, that was like enemy at the gate style. Like, yeah. you know, there's like a shelling going on, and they take a shot or something. Yeah, or a tank drives by, and they take a shot. You know, yeah, it is so and someone finally was like, I think those are gunshots. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone was like, huh? what the hell? What's all this then? Poof. <laughs> yeah, and then and then uh, yeah, you have. I mean, it was just it was well done, well done tactically. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and I like uh, Jimmy Rock or was it Johnny or Jimmy? Rocks, uh, 
line is like Billy rocks. Yeah, Billy, Billy rocks. Uh, has like this will help. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the century. Yeah. Here is a here is a uh, barn full of dynamite and gunpowder. Yes. Yeah. This will help. <laughs> but that was his thing, being understated. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I need to come back. We forgot this. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was. It was one of those things. Of, yeah, and a lot of the, a lot of the lines. I guess if he, I guess he was the only uh, minority that, that actually died. So. Yeah, there were equal opportunity killings. You know. <laughs> um, oh, and, and I guess the the the, uh, the bad guy Indian died too. So Native yeah, American. I'm that sorry, that's really hard for that. that, that is, it's, it's, it's a Western. I think you're allowed. Yeah, but it's yeah. still it, it's the, still the, the bad Comanche. Eh. Yeah, because they were both Comanche. Yeah, they were both supposed. Depends to be on who you talk to. Some really don't care. Yeah. Right. The Cleveland Indians are still a thing. No one's yeah, raising a fuss um, over that. A lot of people are raising. Well, not as many as Washington Redskins for some reason. That's true. Redskin, that's because Which is weird because that's because Redskin is actually a slur. Is a pejorative, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something else that was really different about this, as opposed to other, especially westerns, is that when you have the token Asian character, he's usually a servant or someone who's really quiet because nobody likes him except for the guy he's running around with, and even that guy barely talks to him. Right. They were legitimate friends. Not only yeah. that, but it, I, I feel like he was the one keeping the other guy sane. Like, yeah, he yeah. was the rock, yeah. and 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 rocks ironically <laughs> was barely hanging on, right. and everyone else didn't. He was no, like, Billy Rocks was his name. Um, uh, yeah, he was exactly. good night. Keeping right. go, good night, Robo Show. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good night. Yeah, yeah, he was keeping Robo Good night, same. And the thing is, is that he could throw knives. He was good with knives, but he wasn't like doing chop sake moves. Yeah, um, he was. You know. Um, it wasn't like I have some ancient mystical code and I will not use guns. He's like, oh, this guy's dead. I'm going to use his revolver, kill a couple guys, yeah, and then well, back to the knives. Well, yeah, he was like, oh, here's a gun. All right, yeah, fire until it's gone. He ran out of knives, so he just started shooting people. <laughs> yeah, he's equally good with the guns. Same thing, same yeah. He wasn't Kato. Huh? Right. He wasn't Kato. Right. He was a master martial artist, so he never did anything about that. Yeah, no, the the uh, your, the Kato was fucking uh, uh, Jack Horn. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, you know... You know he's a bear of a man, and he would he started taking people on with hatchets. But I think like, the knives thing, I, I would venture to guess that um, a lot of it was practicality. Like you can use them silently; they never run out of ammo. They're easier to con- they're e- yeah, never jam. They're easier and, to conceal. Yeah. You don't have to purchase ammunition. Yeah, and I'll, I'll point out the other really big thing: the knife guy, the knife the knife guy duelist was lifted straight from both movies. Right, the guy who. Who had this understated weapon, or the like? You're gonna, you're, you know, fight me with a sword, man. No, I'm gonna fight you with, with Tonto, or, or the, the the he won. No, you didn't. Well, let's do it for real. Seriously, you're gonna die. <laughs> that is also beat for beat, right? Awesome. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio like said, I did not even. I was like, and even knowing that it was him. It was still a surprise to me again at the end seeing his name attached to Jack Horn going, "Oh fuck yeah, that's right," yeah. you know, because I spent the, I spent the uh, you know the first part of the movie looking for him, and, was, and then when he shows up, I just you know, <laughs> and and the thing they did with his voice, making him a high pitch, giving him a high pitch, <coughs> straight fucking Mike Tyson man, <laughs> but uh, but I like you know Red Harvest also you know went from bow to. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah. None of the no, no one was. I ah, no, I don't use that weapon. They were like, yeah. I prefer this weapon. Yeah, but if yeah, and you like them, like from Arrow. Uh, uh, no, from uh, uh, from Quick 
Quickly Down Under. Uh, what? Quickly, quickly, oh. quickly Down. Yeah. Oh my god. I have I not seen. seen I haven't forever. seen that in such a long time. I, yeah, that I'm actually just came up. Yeah. I, I have been watching. Uh, uh, I'm up through yeah. mil- through most Tom of. Tom Selleck and that's some scare. Uh, and uh, uh, Alan Rickman. I keep I am, on trying to call him Snake. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mostly way up through, se- through okay. season three of Arrow now, uh-huh. and there's this scene where he runs out of arrows and he just picks up a pistol and like headshots five people. <laughs> right. And and Roy looks at him like, "What? I never said I couldn't use a gun." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he actually had. I think he's still shoulder shooting them, but yeah, yeah he's he's a yeah. crack shot no matter right. what. Yeah, <laughs> by season three, I think he's not killing. Yeah, he's yeah. taking yeah. his. Season three, I think he's actually being the Green Arrow. It was mainly just season one that he was killing people. Yeah, season one he was... Have you gotten to the boxing glove arrow yet? Yeah, I got the boxing (laughs) glove arrow. That was great. (laughs) I haven't even even started season three. Uh, Uh, I I think that happens in season two. It's an ad hoc boxing glove arrow. He stabs a boxing glove with a pointed arrow and shoots a guy with it. Oh, yeah. While he's in a boxing gym. Yeah, while he's in a boxing gym. (laughs) Oh, great. Uh, Um, So, Westerns. And it was short range. Yeah. Um, It was perfect. But yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is the other thing, the other thing that I was looking at and going, he said a week. Mm-hmm. And I was going, he's going to show up on day six. The motherfucker's going to show up on day six. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, then he, uh, it was it was a throwaway scene. They sent Red Harvest out. Red Harvest comes back, you know, saying. You they're know, here at dawn. <laughs> yeah, they're here at dawn. And I was going. Okay, good strategy. <laughs> All right, I'm good with this. I, apl- I approve of this plan. I'll tell you, the only thing that I wish that they had included, mm-hmm. as I'm thinking about it, uh, there was a, there's a line that, that has been in every single thing. Um, first with an arrow, then with a rifle, um, where a person shoots a guy who is galloping away on horseback really fast mm-hmm. and gets shot off the horse. And the and the kid says to the person, "That shot was magnificent." And yeah, they always use magnificent. To which the person who takes the shot says, "No, it wasn't. I was aiming for the horse." <laughs> <laughs> I was aiming for his head. <laughs> right, Jane. I thought they were. I thought they were setting up something like that when. When when, when, Robichaud, was, when Robichaud yeah. didn't take the shot and yeah. closed both his eyes, I thought he was going to take the shot too. Yeah, and have that scene happen, but no. Oh, by the way, um, I mean, I I liked um, the Cullen. Was her name right? Emma Cullen. Yeah. Yeah, Emma Cullen. Cullen. I, Played by Haley Bennett. I, I liked her character a lot, but um, my initial impression when when it was starting to come together at the beginning of the movie, I thought she was going to be like a Calamity Jane type, because I didn't know about like what the seven are. You know, I was being reminded of. Um, True Grit. Yeah. Well, and, I and thought she, she was going to go that route. By the way, Calamity Jane on Deadwood is amazing. <laughs> um, so great. But there is that does bring up one of my one of my gripes about the villain. When the sheriff comes, you know, and brings him bad news, and he shoots his ass. Yeah. He violates the evil overlord list left, right, and center. Yeah, which of course is why he dies. Um, <laughs> at the end. When a, when a messenger comes bearing bad news, I will not kill him. Out of hand. <laughs> yeah. You know, surprise, bang. I was like, what the fuck? That was stupid. Yeah, that was... that was. There you go. That's my thing I don't like. Yeah, I thought that was villain. stupid. Yeah, he's <laughs> a typical villain. Uh, I, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it was a little I mean, too mustache twirly for me. Yeah, and see, the thing is, you knew it was going to happen <laughs> at some point, and I'm going, who who serves a guy like that? 
And, and by the way, people who were scared. My my impression of that character was more of a not so much a, and this is why that action took me out of it is I love not whoa. <coughs> not, not a uh, not a mustache twirling villain, but more of just a hey, I'm a sociopath, yeah, and I just right. don't care. I don't have morality. I'm just hey, get the job done, kill as many people as it takes, make money, yeah. make a legacy, like just being amoral. As opposed to just, mwahahaha, I'm the ultimate yeah. mustache twirling evil person who likes to be evil because evil. Yeah, you know? evil villain is evil. At least they stuck with it, though. If he was going to be that bad of a villain, they stuck with it. And you could tell by the way the other guys reacted when I mean, he, was when he shot much, the sheriff yeah. and the other two, even the big guy. But he didn't shoot the deputy. Didn't look right? like anything was going to scare him. Gets scared when the guy just takes a stab. It's like, okay, they're afraid of him. He's just that crazy. Right. And I will point out, he was—he started mustache twirly and kept going. He burnt a church to the ground <laughs> in the in the cold open. I'm not saying it's not consistent. Yeah. Well, and, and and yeah, it killed that cold open. By the way, was really good. Yeah, yeah it killed a bunch of people. God damn. Yeah, I expected um, Matt Bomer to last longer in a movie. Yeah, but, you know, but yeah, then it's like, what did they do to you? Bang! It did not even. Come on, give me a good monologue or something. Was you know, anyone else expecting like fire ants in that jar? Um, yeah, I, no, I, was, no, I was expecting, I was like, expecting some sort of like gold. snake or spider. Or I was something. expecting gold dust because he comes in and he's shaking it, uh, and you can hear it. Yeah, and I and I'm thinking, you know, he's I've got a job to, <laughs> you know, because yeah. um, he he didn't because first of all, if he was carrying something filled filled with fire ants, they would have come. They would have exploded out the minute he opened it. Yeah. Um, oh dear God, yes. Okay. Uh, you know, um, I so, once stepped on a giant on a fire ant hill. I was four. I still remember the pain. Yeah, and and I I, I ran over them before it, uh, you know, with a lawnmower. Um, I was thinking like that, a snake, a spider. Or yeah, something. yeah. No, he the thing is, he, he was, and I think he, that's the other thing is, is everybody was expecting that, right? And I was going, no, this is not what this Subverting is. Subverting expectations. And he, you know, and you could hear what. It's, so I was going, he's got dirt in that jar. He's got gold dust. He's got something innocuous. Otherwise, he wouldn't be having the kid put his hand in it. Um, well, he's burning he down church. Church. a scare tactic. Yeah, and but and then it, you know then it became this this shootout outside, where I was like, "What the hell?" Uh, you know. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, Another example of a bad villain, yeah. just helping the priest up so he and asks him, "What kind of a man are you?" So he shoots him. That yeah. kind. Yeah. Well, it, that, that was ask yeah. a stupid question. Yeah. <laughs> That made him a little too mustache twirly for me, um, because then he tries to... I mean, the church thing, you could at least say he's sending a message, and he's doing it for a reason. Yeah. But to just kill that guy for no effing reason, right? kind of dumb. But it also, but it gives her the motivation. Yeah. He was, he was serving the script. Yeah, I know. Um, I think that they should, I think they should have done something more to make him, make him, you know, to, to motivate him. But also, um... Then he goes off on that whole thing of uh, history won't remember Rose Creek, but it will remember me. Yeah. Yeah, except it's going to be the exact opposite at the end of the movie. Well, yeah. Well, the thing or is, arguably that, the thing is, is that his his actions do not speak of a man who has that kind of vision. Or who even cares right, about Right, because he's so short-sighted and impulsive. Exactly. Yeah. 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 How could he manage this large organization? 
when he's just flying off the handle all Whee! the time. <laughs> Kill them all! You think, somebody, you think somebody would just like put a bullet in him when he's sleeping because it's like, fuck this guy, let's let's keep some let's, yeah. let's keep things a little sane for a yeah, while. Yeah, I mean, right. even though it would have ended the movie sooner, I have expected someone to try to shoot him while he's just coming out of the church because he didn't even, when the shooting started, he just kept walking, didn't even look back. Yeah. And, and another, 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 another scene, now that, that would have... They didn't that, have guns. Well, that... There was shooting. Uh, well, that was just people getting shot. Well, they, they that, were, was just other, that was just the townspeople getting shot. No, no, no yeah. townspeople had guns. Um, actually, was, town, uh, some people, townspeople did have they guns. They weren't supposed to. But yeah, they, but they did shoot a few of them. I was just like, what the hell? Um, but yeah, the that, I think, was supposed to kind of show his control and his command of the situation. Um, and that I could have seen as a villain of vision and, and focus. But you know, I had there were some flaws with his with his portrayal. Yeah, um, there were certain things I think that they that they did, had him do because it was it was plot because of the plot. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah he was Plotty McPlotter. He was he was he, he Doctor Plotty McGuffin. Yes, he was. Basically. Yeah, he <laughs> would. His his role was to keep the story moving. Yeah, he even had was, an eye patch so that he could have that one-eyed jack line at the end. Like, oh, that come was on. that was that, that was, was no, that was one of his generals. That was uh, yeah. Oh right, that was an accident. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that. Which yeah, that's right, because he got shot by the chick. I, I, I love it. I was like, dude, still shoot him. Come on, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what that that scene kind of reminded me of is well, the, no, but he had to keep but. The thing was, Chris Pratt had to ha- get his Boromir moment where he gets shot three times but yeah. still manages to take out the Gatling. Well, I was thinking Boromir moment was uh, was Jack Horn. Yeah, Jack Horn also arrows. did that with the arrows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Boromir's gone around a lot, but yeah. yeah. Well, but, that was because the Magnificent Seven and Seven Samurai had yeah. that a lot. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is when uh, Toshiro Mifune's character in Seven Samurai, who was the guy who claimed to be a samurai but wasn't, mm-hmm. um, he was the uh, they they combined him with the kid in Magnificent Seven uh, Sixty. Um, he uh, <coughs> he runs out to and and like takes arrow like five or six arrows so that a bunch of kids can get away. Right. Uh, because the Bandit King is coming to kill them all. Right. Point. Yeah. By the way, that scene um, <laughs> where. You know, he lights what he thinks is a smoke, and then he gets blown up by a stick of dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, it was a smoke. Yeah, well, he, he had he, a stick of dynamite. Oh, then he just lit it with the cigarette. With the cigarette. Yeah, when right. he doubled well, over, it was so that he could pull it out and light it. Right, light right. It. Okay, well, anyway, regardless, uh, the go boom scene. Um, right. It reminded was... me of the original Red Dawn, mm-hmm. at the very almost the very end of the movie, where the two main characters are on that bench, mm-hmm. and then the enemy commander guy or whatever comes up and they have that kind of like mutual respect amongst enemies and war thing going on where they just kind of like go their separate ways right yeah, like that was... kind of reminded me of that where they had this weird like war yeah. bonding respect thing yeah honorable was, warriors yeah. yeah yeah i mean which is funny because nothing is further from the truth because these are horrendous bandit types right but it's, it's i don't know it's like it, it makes it kind of and interesting hard sharp so right well and the, yeah and see and that was the scene that i expected um, the the lesson it's not about to the pay cards. off. Yeah, yeah, it was it was never about the cards to yeah. have someone else show up and destroy the thing. <clears throat> right. So that, as, yeah, that kind of never went. So that Pratt could Leroy Jenkins in front and have yeah. and have someone get around behind. Exactly. I was expecting that to happen too. I'll yeah. admit. Yeah, because and I guess he did kind of end up being it was never about the cards because 
you know, they're expecting, they were not expecting, you know, nobody expects dynamite. Uh, <laughs> well, they should have because they've been blowing, they've been yeah, blowing chunks of land out the whole time. Yeah, which was <laughs> great. And I loved, okay, now that scene telegraphed to me. All that dust. Well, and, and then when the, the explosions uh, too. when they were having the kids paint the little pinwheels bright red, I'm going, those are signals. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. They weren't just signals, they were range indicators. Exactly, well, they, that was exactly where they put yeah. the dynamite. Yeah. Uh, they, right, they, right. Those are those were yeah those it's were like there. minesweeper flags basically yeah, yeah those are those are yeah those are dynamite. That's flags. by the way that's I don't know if that's intentional but that's kind of a nice little bit of foreboding where the boss is showboating around with the dust and then they're blown to dust with all the dynamite towards right. the end. I may yeah. be just going out of limb, but I think well, it's an I think, I think maybe you are, but whatever. But, but if I enjoy it, that's all that matters. That's true. <laughs> and, and, but then you you know the thing is is that. They turn that town into, like they said, we bring them, we pull them in, we close the door behind them, yeah. and we turn this place into a graveyard. And they did exactly yes, that. Yes, they did. It's yep. very much like a Western version of 300. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they it just, but and then it, I think it comes up to something we've referenced before, but haven't gone back to the relationship between Denzel Washington's character and Goodnight Robichaux. Yeah. Because then we find out, you know, Robichaux was. Well, Chris Pratt, you know, telegraphs that Robert Show was a was a Confederate uh, marksman, <coughs> and um, of course, did that Washington fought for the North, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, something about being black that kind of was expected. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of black people proudly fought for the South, actually. Yeah, um, but it, it gets lot, glossed over. Well, it's it happened near it happened near the very end of the war. Yeah, um, throughout the throughout the war, though. Um, well, they were about, they were at the Battle of Lincoln. Yeah, that was one that was mentioned. There was no there were no there, there, no there battle, was no battles in Kansas. Battle of Lincoln? No, there was Lincoln was in Kansas. Am I crazy? Am I drunk? Uh, I no, it was it was that was something, <laughs> something that that was something that oh no that was where that was where uh, uh, Chisholm's kin died. Uh, yeah, where that's where because of Bogue. Yeah, where Lincoln, Bogue sent Kansas. his. Uh, in Lincoln, Kansas, where Bogue sent his right. his boys in to clear out the homesteads. Yeah, that was what it was. Um, yep. But um, the uh, yeah, you you had a you had a, a lot of a lot more black people fighting for the North uh, in in the in the War of Northern Aggression. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming from Texas, it's almost in my genes, even though I'm. <laughs> even though I'm going, yeah, well, um, well, people forget sometimes about the Civil Wars that a lot of it was just about like repping your state, you know. Yeah. So there were those, actually a lot of those weird scenarios, like all these black people fighting for the South when it was, you know. Well, they were they were being drummed up. Yeah, that actually didn't happen until the end of the Civil War because you couldn't get a Southerner to, to fight beside a a black person. Um, they have not a, not time an easy sell. Yeah. Right. You, they have well, a lot of time. To be fair, you really couldn't get a northerner, northerner, yeah. northerner to fight alongside a black person. Right. Either. Yeah. So, yeah. It wasn't, they, yay, we love black people. It was like, let's keep the country together. Yeah. Well, it, and by the end of the war, it was, okay, we ain't got nobody else that can fight. Yeah. Uh, this, the South, the, yeah. that's the thing is the Civil War was. So bloody. It was so that's bloody. That's one of the biggest, was, biggest misnomers in history. Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> it was, the, the war between, yeah, the, the, the war between states, uh, the Civil War. I mean, you had, and the reason it was is because they were using tactics 
that had not advanced. Right. You're since. lining up in a neat little formations and shooting cannons at each other and shit. It was well, they crazy. Were using, yeah, they were using tactics that hadn't advanced since like the War of 1812 and, with and, guns yeah. that had. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention <laughs> also medicine really couldn't keep up. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is a lot You of got people, hit. You got hit in the arm. You were dead. Whiskey and uh, a plank or you were losing that arm at very least. Actually, yeah. um, Civil War medicine was a lot better than people gave it credit for. Um, they could do surgery. They could save a lot more than they did. But when you know, a lot of times, it was not the technique. It was the time involved. Yeah. Because you had only so many surgeons and so many more. Availability, really. Yeah, you had a lot more. You had you're basically, it was the ultimate meatball surgery. Um, just like in the, when we started seeing the Korean and Vietnam War. Yeah. But, yeah, you were using outdated tactics with state-of-the-art weapons. Right. Uh, and ranges that were far are with inside lethal parameters. Yeah. yeah, I think that's part of why I like the movie The Patriots so much because mm-hmm. Gibson got everything getting the guerrilla tactics on. Yeah, yeah, got got the tactics. This is not how gentlemen fight wars. It's like gentlemen don't fight wars. <laughs> yeah, gentlemen don't fight wars. Um, but yeah, the lot. Of, the funny thing is, is that you would also have a lot of times um, their conscripts on both sides. Right. Uh, a lot of folks that fought that fought for the South were there because they had to be. Yeah. Um, so you would have, they would find guns that had, you know, that the barrels were just full of gunpowder and shot that had been basically ramrodded and reloaded without ever being fired because the guys couldn't shoot. They were just doing what they were, you know, uh, they, they couldn't pull the trigger. Um, or they were too scared to pull the trigger. Well, it's a good thing they didn't pull the trigger with a thing full of, with a yeah, thing full right. of blotting and, and powder and After shot. First it one, might yeah. just fucking explode. After the first one, it became a fucking grenade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, it was... Yeah, that's where the idea for shotguns came from. Uh, I did for shotguns way created a blunderbuss. Yeah. Uh, history major. <laughs> I know. Oh, speaking uh, of which, that was a great little snippet where they, they unveiled that cannon with like the grape shot or whatever that's called. Oh, yeah. God, yes. And you Boom. tell it was... What cannon it was, with grape shot? I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it was grape shot. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, it was, it was like wood and nails. Which, does, and... which also goes back to the pirate era. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 No, well, which was... It, yeah. it was great that... The, the thing I loved about it was they used an incendiary so you could see the, the smoke trails behind yeah, them. Yeah, that was a cool That So touch. that you could see that they had just fired. It was like it. old school tracers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could see that they had just you know, they had just fired a gigantic shotgun shell. Yeah, that was pretty satisfying. So, yeah. I don't know if yeah. that was meant to be funny, but uh, I thought it was humorous when, I think it was Pratt's character, suggested putting the guys who can't shoot. Uh, giving them the shotguns and having them guard the doors. Right. Yeah, can't miss a door. Yeah, yeah. can't miss a door. <laughs> Hard to miss a door with a shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there was there was one thing it was that was fucking brilliant, and it's something that I learned uh, in uh, in the Air Force back in the eighties. Um, we probably was, need to wrap this up. We're going about an hour in the spoiler territory. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, was oh well, we yeah about the, thirteen minutes. But uh, was they had. The, the, the uh, folks weren't, you know, in the lower levels, the folks, the defenders, weren't at the windows. Mm-hmm. They were at barricades farther inside. Right. Um, you don't stand at the window unless you can. Well, well typical uh, Westerns, th- though, they are at the windows. They're always at the windows, but yeah, yeah they had set up barricades right. in, further inside to make them come in the door and right. bottleneck. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. 
you know, and yeah. that was well, just Well, if you're like, using a shotgun, clearly you're just there to defend the structure. You're not trying to, like, shoot out and get lucky. Well, yeah. It, it's it was, only logical. Yeah, it was something that I learned in, in uh, you know, as part of my, you know. But it was, and it was just that one brief little shot. Right. But it shows how much thought they put into the actual strategy. And I think they did a good job of doing, like, they only have so much screen time, and they mm -hmm. managed to jam in so many little touches and shots like that, so yeah. that when you, and this is, again, why it would benefit from a second viewing, because you can catch all those little things, and like, uh, oh, okay, this is this yeah. is how we made this, this is how the Symphony of Death was orchestrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was. <laughs> Speaking of Symphony of Death, uh, I do want to say I was super happy to hear the uh, the original theme from Magnificent Seven. Yes, the, the, yeah, yes. the music in general. I, they did, oh, yeah. I mean, they had it going as sort of an underlying theme throughout the bum, 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 bum. But actually hearing at the end, the bum, 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 Classic. Yes. Definitely got to check out that soundtrack. Yeah. It was, but it was, it hit all the right notes. It hit, you know, for an action movie, it hit a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I would, and I would love for this movie to be to be more popular. I would, honestly, um, if you're hearing this, you probably if you're hearing this far into, into the podcast, you've probably already seen it. Yeah, <laughs> right. um, or you just don't care. Yeah. If you just don't care, go see the movie. Spoiler addict. Yeah, God, uh, because it. I mean, it was really, really good. I think all of us can agree that it was worth that. It's worth seeing. Yeah, yeah. and also, um, this is me being entirely selfish. I want to see a western do well in box office so that maybe they make more. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was like when Open Range came out. Open Range is is one of my favorite movies. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic. I saw movie. it in the theater too. I did too. Um, but it didn't do. I it did okay. Right. But it didn't go gangbusters. Yeah. And so the western was dead for a while. There have been a decent amount of westerns lately, actually. Yeah. Right. But then you put Chris Pratt. Denzel Washington. Yeah, you've got you've got the star. Power. I think the, the star power yeah. will. Yeah, you put yeah. all those names. Like Django in Unchained had a really good cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For being and Spike Lee's uh, was the one who was the yeah. one behind that one, right? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. No, Quentin Tarantino was behind that one. That's right. God. Well, I can understand why you initially think that. You can tell yeah. by the <laughs> by the dialogue. He really likes certain words. And yeah, so and I've never a lot seen these movies. Yes, yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> like the N word. Yeah, I'm about yeah. to say. <laughs> yes, yeah. a certain storage facility, so perhaps. My, my only beef with Luke Cage is the use of that word. Right, and, the, and but like that's, another I, that's actually something I really like about Luke Cage, where. Luke it's Cage, accurate. Yeah. Luke Cage dislikes it's, it's motherfucking Harlem. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like you can't just it skirt fits. that issue. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. It fits. I just don't like the word in general. Yeah, yeah. And then and I like. I love that Luke Cage too. Yeah, but that's another episode. I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like next week. That should be a following um, episode. Yeah. Or actually two weeks from now, probably if these are going up in the order that I think they are. Whatever. Right. I'm almost done with Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Me I, too. I'm finished. Yeah. I, I finished. Uh, it. There's one thing that this movie reminded me of. Granted, this one was way better because I know a lot of people didn't like the one I'm thinking of. But um, uh, 47 Ronin, which is based off of a Japanese legend. The Kanade Hamchushin Gora. Yeah. Sorry, I did a dramaturgical analysis. That's of the one film. of my favorites. Drama major. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one of my favorites. And I did a dramaturgy of it, which is which is theater history. So it's, it's one of my favorite stories from the Japanese legend, and a lot of people didn't like the movie. Most of the complaints I heard for the movie was the fact that spoiler alert, they all die, which is 
That's, that's the story. Yeah. Most of them <laughs> died in the fight, and then everyone else commits suicide. It's like, spoiler alert, they die. All the Spartans die in 300. Or, <laughs> except that one guy that is the messenger, so I guess. If I remember but... right, like, one got to live <laughs> so that his family, because he had a good family name, they wanted his family to continue, so he was allowed yeah, to live. There were, like, the two or three that, that were told, don't do this, go home and live and, and know our story. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, I was expect just like when I saw Forty Seven Ronin. When I saw this, I expected people to die. Yeah, I didn't remember whether it happened in Seven Samurai, but yeah. I still expected it. I, I and I was and I was being that guy. Who was like, please kill them. <laughs> yeah, as much as you like the characters, yeah, no, still I see them. I, 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 I'm it's, all about it. Every time I see Seven Samurai or either of the Magnificent Seven, I'm like, no, they're dying now. They're going to die. Or Samurai Seven, which was a really good anime based on. Yeah, Seven I need Samurai. to watch that. Stuff. Very good, by the way. Um, but Thirteenth Warrior yeah. has a lot of the same things. So I really recommend you see that. Oh. Yeah, I, it's on my list. <laughs> yeah. It's only it's a really short movie, so I would bump it up on your list. So even if it means a good character living, I would, I hate if they change something like that like they talked about for the third Hobbit, letting Thorin live. No, oh, no, exactly. No, Thorin must that die. That is blasphemy. There were there were rumors for a long time until. Um, God, my mind just went blank. I played Thorin. Yeah, <laughs> Richard Armitage. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, he released like a Twitter thing or something where a fan was not going to live to see the movie, and asked him about his death scene, and he said he couldn't go into detail, but it had been filmed and it was very hard. So we got confirmation that he was going to die, and, yeah. but it was hard wa- watching the movie being a fan of Lord of the Rings. I knew he was going to die as much mm-hmm. as I knew. By the time he does, he's changed to the point you don't want him to. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. And, you know, I was going in this, I was like, please, please, don't let Hollywood fuck this up. Yeah, right. Because Hollywood's afraid of killing, like, uh, major stars. Well, yeah, no, it's the the Hollywood ending thing. Major protagonists can't die in most... In most movies. That's why I was so pleased to see Chris Pratt's character die. I was yeah. like, yes, yeah. thank you. Thank yeah, you for just, having some balls. You yeah, know, pulling was, a yeah, was, <laughs> And the thing is, is that by that point, I think he knew he was going to die already. He'd already yeah. been shot. Once. Well, he had been shot in the liver. Mm-hmm. Well, and, they, and they foreshadowed it with the so far so good. Yeah, yeah so far so good. Yeah. <laughs> Another a perfect example of the dark humor from him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, final thoughts, gentlemen? Great movie. Um, really fun. See it in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, last thing I'll say about the entire thing is that for me, Denzel, he's always been a great actor. Yeah. But he's always Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Everything he does, he's done, he's always the same person yeah. in a different movie. But it doesn't take away from the movie. But in this, it felt like that he really upped his game as an actor. Yeah, I think uh, yeah. 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 he was. I, I, I agree with that. He, he was, was this sense. character yeah. instead of. Yeah, might have actually gotten lost in the character for once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, I think so. It was a chameleon thing because often, like when he does one of his like, "Hey, I'm a badass action star" movies, like yeah. you know, Man on Fire, or whatever. It's like, oh, hey, it's Denzel. Yeah, he's cool, but he's Denzel. Yeah. But in this, it was just like, oh, okay, well, he's totally this character, and I didn't, I didn't think of him as Denzel so much. Yeah, was, I just thought of him the as the same issue character. I've had with Affleck, Ben Affleck, for a long time right. until yeah. he did Argo and then Batman. Right, right. Well, and Chris Pratt. For all that he's usually Chris Pratt. <laughs> was it Community? Is that the show that he was in for a long time yeah. before he did? Or no, no, no. You're thinking of Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks yeah. and Rec. Yeah. And then they cast him for Guardians of the Galaxy. And you're like, what? Yeah. 
But, you know, in this one, he was definitely different from yeah. Star Wars right. or, you know, anything else he's ever been, you know. Yeah, I think he managed to, he managed to pull from his, like, his mainstay strength. So, appeal. kudos there to the director. Yeah, yes. yeah. Good directing. And to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Well, yeah, because we he went, were already raved about even him. Though he was still yeah. a, even though he was still a bit of a joker in it, it was still very different from what he's used to doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great Part performance. Looking forward to totally, uh, totally go see this. Even though that if anyone's listening to it this far, <laughs> they have pro- him probably seen it already. Lawrence. Passenger, yes. passenger. Yeah, that's one part of why I'm looking forward to that. It looks like totally different for him. Yeah, and different Lawrence. More yeah, of the story: so. Hollywood make more westerns and make them good. Yes, absolutely. If they keep making them like this, I might actually start liking westerns. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've always liked westerns. Um, if when we finally get to my Neil's top ten movies, you're gonna find out that like. Three of and, them are westerns. And my, so. thing, my, thing, my thing against westerns has always been the movies because I grew up like watching Gunsmoke and I did watch Wild Wild West. A few the show, movies. not the movie. Yes, yeah, the show. Yes. I did watch the movie too, but it made me. I'm sorry. Go back and watch Further the show. spoiler alerts: <laughs> Wild Wild West is Sucks. not on my top ten favorite movies. Uh, <laughs> it is terrible. I'm, I won't go over it on this, but there's a funny story about that movie being made. We'll have to get to that at some point. By the way, that'd be a fun uh, topic for a future episode is just talking about terrible movies. There yeah. we go. I well, got a list. <laughs> also, for Wild Wild West, you also get to say, what happened to Kenneth Branagh? Uh, <laughs> I also like that the whole reason the spiders in there is to the director has a weird giant spider fetish. Yeah. Like, he insisted that be in the movie and it had nothing to do with it. Gotta have either. giant spiders. That, that story that I was just talking about, when we're done here, I'll explain why that <laughs> spider was in that movie. We'll talk later. In any case, yes. thank you all for listening. Uh, if you've made it this far, I hope you liked the movie. Uh, I, we will talk to you next week. Uh, thank you again for listening to Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter S and the number 43. Ending theme is March of the Mind by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. Draw your shooting irons, you ornery whippersnapper!